Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 21st of February, 2023. It's Iconic CEO, Jamie Ike, and this is The Daily Download. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you all had a nice start to your week yesterday. A few stories to run through this morning for you. Some interesting, some quite terrifying, and some quite amusing, actually. And even one very positive one, which I think we need to hang on as a victory. Certainly a victory for now. I'm going to start by talking about a story which ties into a bigger story. So there's a hospital here in the town of Kettering in the UK that has become very famous over the last uh, year or so, if not slightly longer, for a particular ward having an awful record at treating children. It's a 26-bed ward that specialises in childcare and there's been numerous cases of uh, misdiagnosis and completely missing missing you know illnesses completely people dying people getting very ill after being in there as a result of effectively just just dreadful treatment and finally today the government admitted have, have noticed this and have said they're going to close the clinic now i want to bring you know in the wider conversation of the healthcare and the treatment that children are given it's truly truly shocking no matter where you go and I, I don't mean this directed purely at the doctors and nurses, although I've had some first-hand experiences with them myself, which suggests that they're not all uh, have the best interests at heart. Certainly when you mention that your child's not vaccinated, their tone and attitude towards you changes significantly. A lot of first-hand experience of that. Now, what I want to talk about is the fact that the policies of how we treat children and how we treat adults and the healthcare systems in general is so backward, so barbaric, barbaric, sorry, and it's got nothing to do with health. It's got nothing to do with keeping people well. It's got nothing to do with keeping people healthy, out of hospital, in good physical condition. I would say this, the healthcare system is about keeping people alive. It's about keeping lungs pumping, keeping your heart pumping, keeping air going in and out. It's not about keeping you thriving. Now, what I mean by that is, okay, in most parts of the Western world, life expectancies are longer than they were 100 years ago, let's say. However, the quality of life is beginning to go down. I can't remember the exact statistic, but I remember once uh, when I was in America a few years ago, and I believe the statistic was something like 70% of people over... 45 I believe it was in America are living with one or more chronic health condition whether that be asthma whether that be various other different things that cause you problems ongoing and require ongoing medication now this is the same with our kids with they're getting kids onto medication at such a young age getting them onto pharmaceuticals, creating a dependency. These pharmaceuticals have a numerous side effects, which then cause other issues, which then lead to other pharmaceuticals, creates more dependency, and before you know it, the drug companies have a customer for life. When none of it is required, really? We just need to re, not re-educate because the system's broken from within, we need to re-educate people, not re-educate the medical system because that's just rotten to its core. We need to educate people on how to take care of themselves, how to take responsibility for themselves, for their health and for their wellness because hospitals are not going to be there for us. Do you, does anyone really think that people that lined up to inject toxic poison into people 
for two, three years straight, are still doing it now. Do you really think those people want the best for you? Do you really think those people really care about your health and well-being? A few nurses and doctors that are ignorant might, but fundamentally those that are calling the shots don't, so therefore they're not going to put forward policies and put forward treatments that are in the best interests of you, are they? They didn't then, so why would they now? So I'm quite passionate on this. I think self-responsibility is very important in lots of different areas of life, but I think with health it's so important because it's it's the main thing you're in control of. What you put into your body, although in certain countries they're trying to change that, but what you put into your own body is your choice. Your body is yours. It's your sovereign entity. It's the most expensive and precious gift you will ever be given. So it's up to you to look after it and take responsibility for looking after it, not put it in the hands of these psychopathic corporations and medical institutions that have nothing but their interests at heart, not yours. Following on, talking about medical medical stories, this is a fantastic win for us. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has put out a policy in Florida where doctors now have to warn patients when administering the COVID jab of the potential risk of heart issues and heart attacks. That's a good start, very good start. I mean, it'd be better if you just banned the jab completely, but that's a fantastic start. And I've said this before, Ron DeSantis, I don't know the background fully. I don't know everything about him that he stands for. But on this particular area, on lockdowns, on draconian measures, on COVID, and on the trans issue as well, he's been excellent. He's been very good. He's been the opposite of Donald Trump. He's not just said things, he's been willing to actually stand up and do them as well. And just to compare those two, because almost certainly Ron DeSantis is going to announce his nomination for presidency for 2024 shortly, which will run him against Donald Trump in the Republican primary. Just look at the two of them stood next to each other. Donald Trump still says today that the vaccine was his greatest achievement. While Ron DeSantis is putting out policies warning people of the potential side effects of these vaccines, which we've seen maim and kill hundreds, thousands of people around the world. I know which one I'd be voting for. So that's a really good story and a really positive one for us to hold on to. Um, as always, they could be playing the double bluff. Let's not put all our eggs in this Ron DeSantis basket and think he's going to come in and save the day. He's almost certainly not. But on certain things, he's been very, very good. And, you know, when people do good things, we praise them. When people do bad things, we don't. And I think that he needs some praise for this. And the more encouragement, if this guy is genuine, the more encouragement that he can get when he does things like this, hopefully that'll encourage more things like this going forward. A couple of stories left. So in the UK, we've been warned for a while, well, worldwide we've been warned about food shortages, about damage and disruption to supply chains, uh, about issues like that. We've had the petrol crisis, we've had other crises. Um, there's obviously the energy crisis, they're calling it, where, where prices are going crazy. Now they've moved on to food and they're talking about empty shelves in UK supermarkets. Now I can relate to this. I went Sunday shopping uh, in Sainsbury's here in the UK, and if you wanted to buy vegetables, well, good luck. There wasn't a lot of fresh stuff going on. They're obviously saying that this is, you know, because of the war, because of just post-pandemic issues, issues with supply chains and da-da-da. But I think it's yeah, it's all part of the agenda of, of putting people into a state of fear, because most people alive today don't know what that looks like you know a little bit during lockdowns you couldn't buy things like pasta and so on because people were stockpiling but really when you go into a supermarket here in the western world invariably shelves are full and have been full for a long time so to go in and see things like that 
it does unnerve it does make you feel like what's going on is there something you know should i should i start stock stockpiling again do i need to panic here am i not gonna be able to get this am i not gonna be able to get that so I do think this is all part of that agenda of making people feel uneasy, making people feel slightly agitated and on edge that something is going on and that, you know, we're not far away from another major catastrophe. I was saying this to somebody yesterday that at the moment it's a very difficult situation because you've got so many things going on in the world, whether it be that might appear unconnected, but they're all very odd. You've got the spy balloons, you've got these train crashes in America you've got this lady going missing and the, the coverage that that got compared to others you've got the war in Ukraine and it, it feels like they're doing something of course they're doing something they're always doing something but what are they doing we know that they're trying to drive us further down this agenda of control and draconian measures and you know dystopia but all these different things are going on at once they must be connected but it's like, what is their play here? What are they trying to get through? I've seen so many different theories across all of those and some theories that connect them all. But it definitely puts you on that feel of unedge. It's like, what's coming next? What are they working on? What are they trying to do now? Because you know something's coming. And that's why we need to be strong and ready for it. Final story this morning. This is from The Independent here in the UK. And this is one of the most ridiculous, sinister and divisive headlines I think I've ever seen. The headline is, why do men kill their families? Now, the story is obviously referring to the case at Epsom College a couple of weeks ago where the headmistress and her daughter were murdered by her husband and the dad. Uh, all three of them, the two of them were shot and then he shot himself. Now, that's an absolutely horrible case. Horrible case. And... I, I can't even imagine what that must be like for the family of those. I can't even imagine what that must be like for people that knew them. But that's an isolated case. I can think of, in my, in my lifetime, two or three cases like that, ever. Now, I'm sure there's more, and I'm sure there is a lot where women are doing the same. How many times do... Is in, in the case of divorces, the women get rights to kids' custody and then the men don't see them. Then their dad doesn't see them. I know of cases of that personally. So the idea that why do men do this and it's portraying that this is big bad men and all they do is this and this is horrible. And it's also tying in all men with that with a headline like that. It's really, really divisive and really, really disgusting and sums up the left, woke, pathetic, independent paper, which has gone online only for the last few years because it can't justify itself to actually be a, a, a paper copy anymore because not enough people buy it, and I'm not surprised when this is the kind of pathetic journalism they're putting out. Divisive and really unpleasant content that just doesn't... How, how's that helping? It's taking advantage of a really, really horrible situation where clearly a guy that's got a lot of issues... Uh, clearly mentally unstable, has done something horrific. Two people have lost their life, plus him. A child's lost their life. And you're using it to try and beat all men with as part of your political agenda to push us further down the woke, all men are bad ideology, which is just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And the joke is the same paper put out stories having a go at people online for putting out theories and suggestions 
uh, of what was going on with this Nicola Bully disappearance. The same paper had the audacity to have a go at people that were putting out theories and talking about what could happen there because that was disrespectful to the family, apparently. Yet they're doing this in another case because in that case it suits their political agenda. That's just summed up the newspapers in one sentence and it's absolutely disgusting. Now to finish on today's inspirational quote, we're going to go with former UK Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Not a man that I'd want to let anywhere near my family, but a man who did say some interesting things every now and again. And this is one of them. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Talk to anybody that's ever achieved anything in their life, whether it be you know, in work, whether it be physically, whether it be in sport, or whether it just be having you know, a loving family, beautiful kids and a happy life. You failed along the way to get there. Just just the example of settling down, getting married, having kids and creating a family. Did you marry the first girl you dated? Did you marry the first guy you dated? Probably not. It probably took you time to get to where you wanted to get. And those relationships that didn't work out could be looked at as failures or they could be looked at as lessons. They could be looked at as learning curves, which got you to where you needed to be. So when you met the person that was right for you, when you met the person that you were right for, you were ready for it. Same principle could be applied to any area of your life. You get knocked down and you get back up again. You're never going to keep me down. It's cheesy, wasn't it? Well, that's it for this morning's show. Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Have a fantastic Tuesday, everybody. Bye for now.